Welcome to the ward. I'm Erin Coffin, your candidate for Councillor of Ward 23, Canada South. My name's Chris. I'm one of Erin's volunteers and friends. And we're talking to you about issues that affect you and us in Ward 23, Canada South during election 2022 here in Ottawa. Hi there, and welcome back to the ward. I am Erin Coffin, your candidate for Councillor of Canada South, Ward 23. So we've been doing some really great conversations about different issues that our ward and the City of Ottawa um, are trying to deal with and live with and what to do about it. Um, and the next big topic, which I think we all feel about, is transit. Um, in the last uh, few years, it's been even more of a, of, um, a blight on the, on the city. Uh, we have our LRT uh, that was two years delayed. Uh, that part doesn't bother me. But then we basically launched a system that has been and uh, really not that safe and not that reliable. And uh, it's been a real challenge. And it's been a bit of a black box trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, you know, it's gotten so bad that the province has had to demand an inquiry. And uh, we've had that happen over the the summer. Uh, we will be at after the election uh, receiving uh, recommendations from the inquiry about how to move forward, uh, despite being the fact that the inquiry was on stage one of the LRT and we are already in stage two and looking towards stage three, which for us in Canada South is good because we want it to be out here in Canada, Canada South because stage two only goes to Moody. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who are like, why are we continually paying into this system that is not doing what it needs to do and is unreliable and just you know, embarrassing. And um, I've got my uh, friend and volunteer, Chris, with me here again to talk about transit. He knows I get excited about it because I have suffered transit for most of my life living in Canada South. I can say suffer, can't I? I didn't like it when I was 15. I didn't like it in my 20s. And here I'm still struggling. And I think it can be better. How do we make it better? There's so many issues. Why don't we start with local bus routes? Yeah, so local bus routes. I mean, this has always been a challenge with me. I remember uh, being young, trying to go from Canada South, uh, Brattlewood, just over to uh, Bell's Corners, which is a seven-minute car ride, and it would take me 45 minutes to an hour to get there uh, for a part-time job at the local Tim Hortons. So, you know, I'd often want to ask for a drive. That was then. Uh, in, when I was 15, there was more buses, there was more bus routes, um, there were more bus stops. Um, and while I've been told that we've actually gotten more bus stops or there's been additional bus stops in the last couple of years, I am kind of confused because I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Um, but I mean, really, the big problem we have now is that a lot of our stops have... Um, I wouldn't say necessarily disappeared, but the routes have changed. And so places that we had routes going through are now no longer there. We have quite long meandering routes where 
They kind of go through various parts of the different neighborhoods. Um, I mean, it's great. You get to see neighborhoods you've never seen before. You wouldn't normally go there, but you know, you want to get to the park and ride or to uh, Tunney's Pasture to be able to catch your next, next bus and you're not sure if you're going to make it. Um, so it'd be really great to make it more efficient. I mean, outside of the LRT, we rely on buses and they should be connecting us to the LRT when it works. And so we basically want to make sure those buses are getting us throughout our communities because right now in various areas, uh, if you can't walk to where you want to go, you have to bus there. In most cases, you can't bus there easily. And so people are jumping in cars. Uh, so it'd be great to create a really good um, bus line that goes basically like um, uh, going from, you know, Canada South to Canada North, because I know I've talked to some folks who work in Canada North and live in Canada South, and they would like an easier way to get to work. Um, and if they could have a bus that did that for them, they would like that. They don't want the meandering. They would like something straight. And then we can have ones that go through the different communities um, of Canada South, where we could have one that just sort of circles in Broadwood, one that just circles in Glencairn, but connects nicely to each other so we can actually have some nice flow and transition. Um, I've talked to a couple of bus drivers who have ideas how to make that happen. Um, they are the ones who are on the road and they're living, you know, the experience every day besides us bus riders. Um, and so we need to really look at how can we find some really good solutions there um, and, and listen to the folks that are actually on the road more. Uh, we have a very integrated um, system where a bus will drive from Canada South to Eagleson and then it turns into another bus a number and it goes across town and then it goes and then the bus ends and you could be out by Saint Laurent or you could be out in Orleans and then what happens? And if the bus breaks down in Canada South, then you're losing other bus routes, which is where you're seeing um, in, in the news a lot about how, you know, and by by noon on a Saturday, you're, you have like 300 and something cancellations of bus routes, um, which is pretty astronomical. Um it's just, it's, it's too much. So we need to find a way to make it better. We need to really build up the capacity. Um, we don't have enough bus drivers. We have a very, uh, rigorous, uh, system for recruitment. And yes, it's important because these are, we are, bus drivers are responsible for our safety, but there may be some ways to, um, alleviate, um, the stresses of the, of the, the, um, the uh, recruitment system, but also importantly, it's not just about recruiting bus drivers. And frankly, it's recruiting any of our folks that work on our services in Ottawa. Um, it's also about retention because these bus drivers are not only driving the buses every day, they're also the ones that are the first people we see when we get on the bus. And if we have not seen a bus come for a couple of hours or we've missed our bus or you know, whatever, they are the ones who are getting our crankiness and they're also suffering. So we don't want to lose those, that talent and those people who are interesting and interested in serving us. So we have to really help them as well. You talked about uh, a bus connecting Canada South to Canada North uh, for people who work in Canada North, but live in Canada South. And there are other communities around Canada South that are now places of employment. So the old Nortel facility is going to be a D&D facility. There are warehouses and industry in the area. Uh, so the reality of life and commutes isn't just suburbs to downtown. Uh, how can buses be optimized to serve our so new communities? The D&D facility at Nortel is already there. It's been there for what? Ten, 
at least two years. Um, they've been re- reviving it for a while, but it's been at least active for at least two years. I think it started just before COVID. So maybe even like three or four years. It's been a while. Anyway, it's been longer than, than we think. Um, so there's that. And then we do have um, the Amazon warehouse out in Barhaven. And there is a bus that takes you to the Amazon ha- warehouse, which I think just opened a couple of weeks ago. So the innovation line's been running for a while, I guess. It's so we can go to our Costco, um, which is also in Barhaven. Uh, but it's not that easy to get to, say, um, the Superstore or the Metro. I mean, it's not that easy to get there. Um, but definitely we can do more. I know there are some folks that were talking about the fact that, yes, with COVID, they didn't have to go to the D&D uh, campus, but that that's going to start changing and that's going to be something they worry about. There's no active transit um, access to easily get across um, Moody over to the D&D campus. So folks are a little bit concerned about riding their bicycles if they want to do that. Um, and then also trying to figure out how to get across uh down moody it's just seems more complicated than it, than it needs to be i don't know all the intricacies of it but it seems more complicated and that some of the things like the active transit routes that we can make it easier and ease the burden of traffic and whatnot uh are not being done so we, we just need to really think i think it's time just to reimagine and really think outside the box and allow for some ingenuity okay and let's move on to the lrt there have been a lot of problems through its procurement, the construction, the testing, the opening, what are some solutions to ensuring stage two and stage three work better? So yeah, it's been a bit of a disaster and it's kind of in the same case that we talked about the police, we're going to have to really build back trust with the transit and the transit system and, you know, in the management of it, including councils and participation with the transit commission. So that's going to be one part we're going to have to work. It's been a black box and then we've been getting a lot of information, a lot of access to some things in the black box that were kind of like, well, that's embarrassing. Um, and we've also just seen some, some silly behaviors and whatnot in regards to the management of that system. Uh, I'm hoping that when we take the, uh, the the results and the recommendations from the LRT inquiry, we can take as much as we can to aid us in the existing contracts for stage two, because those contracts are in play. We are building. So, you know, we have limitations about what we can and can't do with that, but we can hopefully do some influence and change there as much as we can to mitigate any problems. Uh, But for stage three, which I don't think we've gotten into yet, uh, we would be able to really take uh, those recommendations and make sure we do good contracting practices and make sure our procurement is better and really make sure that we put in um, opportunities to um, get out of a contract if need be, or if we have to um, put in penalties that we are actually able to and competently able to um, um, put those penalties into play. Um, I don't think we need to get into issues about P3s and whatnot right now. I think what we just need to really worry about right now is how we contract and how we manage those contracts and our contractors who we want to do these 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 uh, systems. Um, and I mean, dare I say, we need to get the train back on the track, keep it on the track. Um, we do have a lot of systems and components that have been used and 
purchased in other parts of the world for transit and they've worked okay. Here, we just seem to put it together. It doesn't work as well. So we just need to find a way to make that work and, and get the LRT finished. So it's not just about getting downtown for work anymore. I think we need to really think about how do we connect our communities so we can get around the entire city of Ottawa and connect communities and families and friends. And how do you encourage more people to use transit? That's a tough question. People talk about free transit. I don't really think free transit is the answer because a free broken chair is still a broken chair. You can't sit in it. So I can give you a free bus pass. It doesn't mean that you're going to trust me, trust to take the train. Sorry, take the bus. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I took the bus from Superstore to Tanger Outlets in a transit challenge and somebody ran it. And that runner took 40 minutes and it took me on a bus two hours and 23 minutes. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. It's a 15 minute drive. So there's nothing in that that makes sense for me to use that free item because there's no benefit. So, um, and even for folks that are struggling more so that free would be great, it's still not a benefit because for a lot of them, they don't find it a benefit. They're still, they're not making it to their classes on time. They're not making it to their work on time. It's really affecting their livelihood. So we really need to get the system working first and making it reliable that people can trust it. In the meantime, if we are gonna do any free transit, um, we really need to look at that for people who are on Ontario Works, on ODSP, um, because if they're on disability, they're, they're getting approximately a hundred, no, sorry, $1,200 a month to live. Well, we already talked earlier about the cost of housing. So how far does $1,200 go? It doesn't go very far. So, you know, that $50 for them for an Equipass, uh, that could be the difference between a, between a week of groceries for an individual or not. And so maybe we should really think about how we can help them. Um, and then at the same time, work on making the transit reliable. Um, they still may not use it, but at least it's there for them. And I think that kind of also leads into the paratranspo. We got paratranspo folks, we struggle about how getting around on regular transit, but the paratranspo is even a struggle as well. It's very hard to have enough capacity. Uh, there's not enough taxis that have the ability to pick up folks in um, in wheelchairs and and uh, in assisted uh, mobile devices. Uh, we need to make some investments there, whether it's new paratranspo um, um, buses, whether it's um, subsidizing uh, taxis to buy uh, the appropriate, I don't know, minivan and then adapting it for, for the needs of paratransport users. Um, and then also making sure they keep it up, do the upkeep and all that kind of stuff and making it accessible. Because right now we have paratransport users who are, if they can get to their um, appointments or to their events or, um, you know, jobs. Uh, it takes them a lot of time to get there and a lot of planning and really hard to get back. I was having a conversation with one user, Sally. Uh, she told me that if she wants to go, if she found out she ran out of milk, she would have to book an appointment for the next day to get picked up by Terra Transpo to take her to the grocery store. And then when she gets dropped off at the grocery store, she has to stay there for an hour and a half. And then she can book for a two-hour window to get back from the grocery store with her bag of milk to get home. So a trip for, for a bag of milk can take her a day booking plus, what, at least probably about uh, five and a half hours. 
So for a bag of milk, so that that we got to do better with that. Um, that's just that's just not right. Nobody deserves to spend that much time to go get a bag of milk. So I'd like to work on that as well. I think we we need to take care of our riders both on OC Transpo and Paratranspo. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us. I'm Aaron Coffin. If you're looking for any more information, just go to AaronCoffin.ca and you'll find my platform there and an opportunity to leave me a message. Thank you.